No one gets through life without a breakup. Whether it's a romantic partner or a platonic friend, it's never easy. But what if you could look at the event from a spiritual perspective? Can it heal what happened? Hi, I'm Corby Mitleid, and this is the Psychic Yellow Brick Road. The world is changing, and life doesn't have the spark it used to. So we look around and ask, where do I need to go to catch the magic again? You've found it. Welcome to the Psychic Yellow Brick Road, a weekly podcast that delves into the intuitive world, metaphysics, life purpose, and how to connect with the compassion of spirituality. I'm Corby Mitleid, and I've been on the Psychic Yellow Brick Road for 50 years. I'm a certified tarot master, past life specialist, psychic medium, channel, and author. And most importantly, I'm an elder in the field, ready to pass on everything I've discovered to you. So let's hit that Psychic Yellow Brick Road where you can find the real wizards and avoid the flying monkeys. How to deal with a breakup from a spiritual perspective. People don't always need a lot of time with me. The 30 and 60 minute sessions I do are in-depth and look at every aspect of life. But sometimes it's just one situation that needs some clarification. In those cases, people usually find me through Best Psychics Directory, where I maintain a virtual office for those really quick readings. I kid you not, 99% of the readings there are about relationships. Does Bruce love me? Will Janice call back? I had a fight with Bill, Rhonda, Steve, Chuck, Maggie. Is it over? I'm always delighted when I see hope for repairing a relationship, because nobody wants to leave something wonderful in pieces in the middle of the road. But when the cards show no hope of true reconciliation, I don't fudge my information. I tell the client, it looks like this one is over for good. And if that's the case, it's important to look at the breakup from a spiritual perspective. Seven questions to ask. What caused this to happen? Could it have been prevented? What is the karmic gift in this situation? How will it change my client? What will prevent such things from repeating in the future? How does my client keep the situation from negatively impacting other areas of their life? What is the best first step to move forward? Now, I want you to notice that each of these questions avoids blame. Even what caused this to happen isn't asking who caused the situation. It takes two to tango and two to leave the dance floor. In order to move forward, it's important to look at the situation as just that, a situation, an occurrence, a part of the play of life you're acting in. And just as a character can be changed with different words, stage blocking, or how they relate to other players, you can look at the situation from different angles. What will help you most is to calmly assess what happened Decide what changes you can make in your life to avoid it again, and then set foot on the road that moves you away from the grief and anger and towards a new beginning. And then set foot on the road that moves you away from grief and anger and toward a new beginning. Then the work of forgiveness and self-forgiveness can happen when you're clear. Is it just the two of you? Then ask yourself how you can release each other gently. Are there children involved? 
Then ask yourself how you can keep them front and center rather than using them as a bargaining chip or a way to get back at your partner. Is it going to be a massive lifestyle change for you? Then ask yourself what you need as opposed to what you want. Believe me, I am not being a Pollyanna and saying it's going to be easy. Sometimes there's huge pain, a feeling of betrayal, of being blindsided, and if your partner is determined to make it difficult, there's not much you can do about them. But you, you can choose how to deal with these things. You can determine how you will realign the relationship with your family, your children, your workmates, and your friends. You can decide whether to be destroyed or, like a phoenix, arise new from the ashes of what you had. Rich and I had known each other for many years before we got married. Yet after moving us to Atlanta from New York and taking what looked to be a great new job, Rich decided he didn't like the job and didn't much like being married, thank you very much, or sharing his money. He was moving to California, and no, I was not invited, and no, he did not want counseling. There was absolutely nothing I could say or do to change his mind, so don't try. Boom. Out of nowhere, my life was completely shattered. Think windshield when a deer stumbles in front of your car. Think lightning strike out of a clear sky. For three weeks, I was devastated. I'd been brought to Atlanta when I didn't want to leave New York. I believed that this marriage would last and our longtime friendship would strengthen it. There was no way I could afford to get back north of the Mason-Dixon line on my own, at least not for the foreseeable future. And I was clearly not a magnolia. I was a bagel. How was I going to adjust to being a single woman in the South when I was such a Yankee? However, after those three miserable weeks, I hauled myself up and I asked myself those seven important questions. What caused this to happen? Rich and I obviously didn't have the same values when it came to money or what marriage meant, and he was much happier back on the West Coast where he came from. If I was a bagel, he was a surfboard. Irreconcilable differences. Could it have been prevented? Yes, if both of us had looked more carefully at our partnering skills and values. I also should have looked more carefully into why he separated from his former relationships. Then we would have stayed just friends without the marriage. Could the situation have been prevented after the fact? I don't think so. So there was no Monday morning quarterbacking on the situation. What was the karmic gift in the situation? I realized that if I ever got married again, I would make a stronger effort to discuss these matters more thoroughly before committing. What I didn't know at the time was what it would teach me in terms of accepting independence and not needing to be part of an us to thrive. When you want to be part of the right relationship, rather than needing to be in any relationship no matter what, a bond has a much better chance of lasting. How did it change me? It enabled me to stop blaming and to instead look at how I wanted to re-examine my own priorities. It showed me I could be on my own successfully. What would prevent such things in the future? I would make sure that relationships had a lot more discussion and sharing in them than this one did. How did I keep the situation from negatively impacting the other areas of my life? I decided to go back to the friendship with Rich, the relationship that had never been a problem. 
what was the best first step to move forward? To stop accepting the wounded wife scenario that society expected me to have. To accept the situation and find my own best self within it. And that's what I did. It still hurt. This was a second marriage that failed. So I had a lot of questions about myself. But the most important thing was to keep what was most valuable in the situation. And that was my longtime friendship with Rich. Once I sat down with him and said, okay, if you want to leave, that's fine, but I want to keep my friend, everything changed instantly. We both relaxed. The friendship returned intact. Everything that needed to be done financially and socially was done amicably, working on it together and without a lot of fuss. The agreed-upon obligations were upheld on both parts without any kind of a signed agreement needed. And we stayed friends right up to his death in 2007. It was a hard lesson to learn, yes, but it stood me in good stead. Nine years later, back up in New York, I married Carl. Loyal, steadfast, practical, with values that matched mine, and a much more realistic idea about how much work a marriage takes to make it last. I took to heart everything I had learned from those years with Rich. And now, 21 years later, Carl and I are as solid a couple as you're going to find. Yes, we all want relationships to last, to roll out over the years with love and growth. But there are reasons and wisdom behind leaving a relationship, no matter how difficult it was, with an understanding that there is spiritual growth to be had on both sides. And the less you look for blame, the more you're likely to gain in ways you may not even be able to imagine when you're going through the breakup. I've been guiding friends and clients since 1973. I love showing you opportunities and how to grab them, where the tough stuff is and how to get through it, and handing you your toolbox through tarot and oracle cards, past life exploration, spirit guides and angelic conferences, and mediumship. My website, CorbyMitlai.com, is full of articles, blogs, where to find me for live appearances, and where to listen to me as I guest on other podcasts. There's a full menu of readings, from short burning questions all the way up to the jewel in the crown, my soul plan readings, which are based on the work I did with Robert Schwartz. Whether it's general questions about your life in practical terms, romance readings, business consultations, discovering your sentence of passion, or digging into that single challenge that has run through your life, you can find the appointment that's right for you. You know, your opinion matters a lot. So if you enjoy this, take a few minutes to leave a review. Word of mouth is key with podcasts, so share it with others. And if you really want to help make the magic happen, go find me at patreon.com. There's a tier called I Believe in You. And for just a couple of dollars a month, You can be an official roadie and help all the things I do. The podcast, the books, the classes, the videos keep on coming. This has been Corby Mitlide. And until next time, keep those ruby slippers polished and I'll meet you on the Psychic Yellow Brick Road.